This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney. Yep, we've made it through the storms. We hope you have too. Barry Ferguson, you've made it in. Things okay in the estate overnight? <laughs> You're safe and well. Yeah, yeah, listen to Boris. Yeah. I, was, I was a bit worried last yeah. night. I thought the roof was going to come off at, at some stage, but thankfully survived it. Peter, the castle, how was it? Everything okay? No, the kennel was fine, pal. I could see the castle in the distance all the same. But the castle milk being castle milk. <laughs> You're not kidding. Peter Grant's here along with Barry Ferguson. Lots of football of the weekend. Uh, Peter, I jumped in there, sorry. You were about to say, so the defending title holders, the title being the Scottish Cup, they're through at the weekend. I mean, what a day it was for Bucky and it's going to be St Mirren in the next round looking forward to it and did you enjoy yesterday? Yeah I did because I thought Celtic went about their business proper um, I thought they were very professional I thought Bucky were excellent you can see they yeah. worked on it in the, the small time you do and myself and Barry know what it's like when you've got part time clubs how hard these boys have to work and graft and they'd done that that was the way they played as well and they had the one chance that Joe had to have a big save from um, in the first half so they've they done themselves justice that's the biggest thing and I think that's all you can do but the biggest thing for me as well Celtic showed their respect with the team they picked and the, the way the players went about their business Rocco Vata are you going to see him again that's his first Celtic goal will he be here for next season well listen I said at the start of the season I'd seen him playing wide and I thought he'd done really really well but you're listening to Brendan's interviews you're looking and thinking mm, well maybe there's something not right off the pitch I don't know you know because we, we keep saying it it's easy to be critical of the manager not playing certain things, but then there may be something in the background that can be anything that we don't know. And that's why the manager's making sure. And it was an interesting interview after it with Brendan talking about Rocco. And he made the point clear. It's not down to uh, ability. So obviously something that's maybe making him have that wee boil on his back and not enjoying certain parts of his professionalism. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? You can call Peter and Barry, 0808 17 17 700. Barry for Rangers, what a storm it was down at Dumbarton, but they're through, it was comfortable 4 1. Yeah, again, um, very professional, very strong team. Um, the manager put out, he understood the conditions. I thought the players' attitude was, was spot on. Um, it's a potential banana skin, no doubt about it, but Rangers uh, got the job done. The only uh, downside was conceding that yeah. goal but they responded straight away a minute later but listen 4-1 uh, good away victory and Rangers up against Air United uh, big payday for Air United Lee Bullen has gone last week mm. who's going to be the new manager Scott Brown's name has been mentioned could you see him going to Air United well he's he's obviously still wanting to be involved yep. in, in management Um yeah I could see it happening um, there's, there's obviously no many jobs coming up at this moment in time so it might be a job that he, he may consider but in terms of Rangers that's what you want in the, the fifth round draw a home tie and they've, they've got that against their United Rangers there's news today a target Mohamed Diomande he's playing at the moment in Denmark for FC Nordeland he could be on his way to Rangers he's midfielder Barry 22 year old yeah but when I knew it was probably going to be happening yesterday as you do, you go into YouTube mm -hmm. and have a look and, and listen, It's everybody can look good on YouTube but certainly for the highlights that he looked if he's, he's got something about him. Certainly a player that the manager knows and, and fancies so it'll be interesting to see if that gets done in the next couple of days. Aberdeen against Bonnie Rig Rose coming out of the draw and Peter, that was the big shock of the weekend, wasn't it? The Bonnie Rig Rose beating Falkirk. Fantastic, if you remember it, they were out of the competition twice because they got a late equaliser yeah. in the normal time and then they got a late equaliser in um, extra time and then one in penalty kicks. 
So fantastic for them and a big, big performance. And I don't think Falkirk would have been looking forward to going there anyway. You know, it's difficult to play and there's not much between the teams in the lower divisions. And as you say, you've got to be on your metal on that particular day and fair play to Bonnerigan. They've got their just rewards now by getting a fantastic draw against Aberdeen. And Barry, Airdrie, they got through against St. Johnson. Another shot. Was it a shock? Well, Airdrie have been doing really well. Rhys McCabe's been doing an excellent job at Airdrie. Obviously getting promoted. They're doing pretty well in the, the, the championship. I, I did fancy St. Johnson because I think Craig Levine has went in and, and done a, a pretty good job. He steadied the ship. Um, but that's a brilliant result for, for Airdrie. And, uh, yep, St. Johnson out. Airdrie looking forward to the game with Hearts, who, of course, have got a good Scottish Cup record. Interesting, at the weekend, though, we did talk about it on Friday. Would Sean Lon Shankland uh, be on the team sheet? And he wasn't. He was uh, sick, apparently, on Saturday. Any thoughts? Is he on his way to Ibrooks? Well, listen, they asked Stephen, Nes uh, Stephen yeah. Nesmith, the manager, and um, you've got to take that as he, he's been honest, that he, he was no well. Um, there's obviously going to be rumours flying about because there's been a lot of interest in him. Um, and, and certainly Hearts missed him in, in the game against Spartans. I watched it. I thought Spartans done really well. They, they, they set up to frustrate Hearts. But the, all the talk is no hearts going through. It's uh, Lauren Shanklin wasn't playing and what's going to happen to him over the, the coming few days. Peter, what do you think? If you were a betting man, which I know you're not. Well, it's a bad day to get yeah. the cold when it's a cup tie because yeah. that definitely sets alarm bells ringing yeah. uh, in anybody, uh, especially with somebody like Lawrence who scored the goals that he has yeah. done. But for me, uh, he's a hearts player and unless Lawrence said he didn't want to play, I'd have definitely played him. You know, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind of that. He wouldn't be getting away with that because we pay his wages, he's, he's trained and played exceptionally well, he's the captain of the club. And if he's decided that he doesn't want to stay with Hearts, I'd have still played him in the game. But as you say, so that's why you've got to trust the fact that Stephen and that was saying that he, that he was unwell. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. How many days to go? Nine days just on the window, but it's been one of the quietest on record. Other score lines, as you know, Inverness Cali Thistle went through. They're up against Hibs. Morton against Motherwell. That's a good game, isn't it? Well, I think that's... I did read it right today. It was about 8 out of 12 in the competitions, the last competition. That's what they've drawn against each other. It's quite incredible. I think they're getting fed up seeing each other. <laughs> that's what they were saying. The supporters were saying either. Um, so, no, that's that's a hard one to call yeah. because Morton have been doing really well. And listen, I always think Mullow have got a good organisation. We talk about the goals and that they conceded this season and the goals they didn't score as many, probably. So, that'll be a tough game. That'll be a hard one to call. Blair Spittle, what a going from him at the weekend. He missed one chance, but he scored a great goal. What about Kelly? Barry, they won that battle with Dundee and they faced Brora or Cove Rangers. Yeah, they're not. I mean, Derek obviously won the manager yeah. of the month. Mm. They're, they're flying high. He's got a good team there, Derek. He's mm. he's obviously um, signed really well in the summer. Um, they're flying high in, in the league, producing some brilliant results. And that was a, a good result he got into the fifth round against uh, Dundee. Glasgow's mighty Jags, Partick Thistle yeah. through. They're playing uh, Livingston. Uh, what a win up there against Ross County. And yeah. thoroughly deserved, no doubt about it. Um, obviously, what happened last season. We, we know obviously getting promoted um, they wanted to go up there and put a, put a few wrongs right and they certainly did that their performance was excellent and um, obviously it was a surprise that I thought Ross County would have won but obviously I've I seen the, the manager's interview after the game again and it was a bit um, I was looking at it and thinking that's strange he's put himself up as a target he didn't mean to I'm sure but, but if you're taking the job you know what you're yeah. getting in sure. he's experienced yeah, yeah. You, you know the squad and you know what you're getting involved in and, and if you actually look at Ross County's squad I think they've got some good players well I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself if I'm Malky Mackay 
I'm sitting thinking the one thing I would say about Malky for a distance and I've not been in the club when he's there or whatever I'd say it's very professional to run you know everything round about it with Roy McGregor and that'll be very professional you know they'll try and do everything proper you can always question what type of players you've got or for the type of player you want mm -hmm. but you surely look at that is it the third time he's been there as well it is, yeah. you know yeah. so I thought it was a really bizarre interview more than anything else and I, I, I think it was unjust. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't play particularly well, you don't talk about the opposition. You say, fantastic party, that's all you need to say. Yeah. They were excellent on the day. They deserved the victory. But he said he hadn't done his homework when yeah, he was asked about it. I found it, it incredible. About the state of the club. But that, that kills the rest of us as well when you're looking for jobs because it means it's, what the football managers do, do they not look at the, yeah. the job they're, look, they're going in and applying for or the players or the players that they've got there and they're going to get in and try and implement a different style. For me, it's absolutely crazy if he's done that. And, and I can't believe for the life of me because, let's be honest, he has done good jobs elsewhere down south, you know. So I'm very surprised with the two interviews he's done up here since he's come up. You know, I know people say it's different types of character, he's no whatever. Um, but when you're sitting in front of the cameras, you've done one bad one, you think, oh, oh right, I'll forget that. I made a boo-boo there. You definitely don't make that second one. It's one of the ones. Yeah. Listen, it's a bad day at the office. Yeah. They weren't good enough. Partick yeah, Tussle thoroughly yeah. deserved. That's what you say. Listen, we need to sort ourselves out. It's not good enough. I expect more. But congratulations to Partick Thistle. They, they deserve for to sure. go into the fifth round. Barry, when we left here at the back of seven on Friday night, we watched the game. Peter, we looked for you because your son Peter was on the bench, just yep. back from America, and your other son Raymond back playing for Clyde uh, after a long injury. So... It was no disgrace. Clyde did well. Yeah, they did. I thought they were unfortunate to go in front with the one that came off the post. And of course, they, they defended very well the, the shape they had. Yeah. You know, but then you've got to try and create chances. And listen, they were a bit unfortunate at times. You always thought Aberdeen remember going to meet Miofsky and sure as fate. It was a really good finish. You know, you had to put it one uh, one up. So, um, but no, they didn't disgrace herself. And it was good to see the two boys. As I say, Raymond's been out for uh, just over a year now. So it was great to see him back. And as you say, Peter came back from America. Didn't, I yeah. don't think he expected to go on as quickly. <laughs> For sure. Barry, you love going to see your boy as well. It must be special. Yeah, as yeah. Uh, I, I get so nervous. I don't know yeah. how Granny feels. Yeah, I'm sitting in the stand. Yeah. I'm up and down and looking to the side and just fidgeting. Um, but that, that's just the way. Um, I, I, do you not get more worried by us about it's now because of the amount of injuries Peter's had? He's had mm. two cruciates and he's, he's, he's snapped his Achilles. Raymond's in the cruciate now. I'm just hoping to get through the game. Mm. You can't really sit and enjoy the game, no matter if they're winning and they're playing well. There's there's no real enjoyment to the final whistle goes. And then that's the first time we'll speak to Lorraine. <laughs> as soon as the final whistle goes, yeah, they get through it. She doesn't even know the result. She won't even watch anything. And that's probably the stage you're at. You know, and I'm not sure every parent's like that, but I, I definitely am like that because of the injuries. Well, I, I'm like that with Kyle just now because he's been out mm -hmm. for just under 12 weeks with a, a, a bad groin injury and he came on last week. Um, and you come on the last 20, 25 minutes and you think to yourself, just get Absolutely. through. <laughs> just, just get through and then you can build yourself up. So thankfully he came through that and he's obviously now available for selection. Harder watching as a parent than it was playing for Rangers and captaining them in Much huge harder. games. Honestly, yeah. Peter, same for you at Celtic. 100%. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's like even being a supporter, it's better being on the pitch because you think you can do something about it mm. when you're watching it. You're sitting nervous, right? When you're on the pitch, the game's going on. Well, people yeah. used to talk about the noise and whatever. Barry will tell you, you don't really hear the noise, do you? The ball's dead out of play for a yeah. period of time because the rest of it's just a hum, really. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many supporters are there. You know, it's just more of a humming noise you hear. I, I prefer being on the pitch because you can affect. Yeah. Absolutely. You can affect what's happening. When you're sitting in the stand, and obviously, you're wanting them to do well first and foremost, oh, yeah. but 
Certainly with my boy, and I'm sure Granty's boys are the same. He's very committed, and sometimes I'm just oh, shut my eyes at times <laughs> with some of the tackles he, he goes into. But listen, you're just trying to look after your son, I suppose. Of course. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. Let's hear from the managers of the big two, Philippe Clement, Saturday evening after the win against Dumbarton. They did what, what I asked to be professional. Uh, to be switched on in, in every situation and to the, adapt to the situation uh, on, on that kind of pitch we cannot play our, our normal football there's not one team in the world who, who can play a really good combination play in those circumstances so you need to adapt and, uh, and we did that with, with scoring four good goals and, and creating enough other chances to you get a goal against uh, but okay we were never in trouble in all game we were in control and that's important in the cup to, to go through um, and like this, we could also give some uh, some extra playing minutes for players who, who can make out of injury. Uh, with Scott Wright, with, with Tom Lawrence, uh, with uh, Ryan Jack, and with Borna Barisic. So also important things for the next couple of weeks. Barry 4-1. Uh, John Lundstrom got the first goal. He's going to speak shortly about his contract. Do you think he is going to re-sign? I think it's important that they, they try and tie him down. I, I think since the manager's come in, he's, he's been certainly Rangers' best player. Um, no doubt in my mind about that um, so I think it's important that they, they do try and come to an agreement um, I'm sure there'll be a few clubs down south looking at him because he'll be a, a free transfer in the summer but um, I heard an interview last week he's enjoying it up here he's settled up here and it, it sounds to me if he wants to try and, and get something sorted but what I liked about Rangers was listen there was no excuses about the pitch never took any chances because obviously you know what it's like now, they like to play out or whatever, but listen, they, they, they cleared their lines when they had to. Difficult uh, conditions, but they, they've done a professional job and that's all you can ask of the team. I think yeah. McCrory, but you forget, he had a fantastic save, didn't mm-hmm. he? Right. At 0-0. Yeah. Right I think it was off his, yeah, off his face. Right. Off his face, yeah. I think it was. And that came for the time, as you're saying, about playing out, wasn't mm-hmm. it? He'd give yep. a bad ball out and then his crosses come across. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you in the cup tie, it's not just in this country, Paul, it's in every country. Yeah. There's always an upset. Yeah. And if you go 1-0 down there, and we've been there, I've been there to watch games at this new stadium, and what the God. You, know, you hear the manager talking there, you think he's standing in a wind tunnel, yeah. you know, when he's doing his interview. And it's very, very difficult. It doesn't matter. Players will tell you, and Barry will tell you, the worst conditions you can play in is the wind. Yeah, you'll accept yeah. rain of that. Yeah. And it's so difficult, but McCrory had an unbelievable save at that mm-hmm. particular time, and it was the same with Joe Hart yesterday. So it just shows you these situations. Mm-hmm. You need their moments as well in cup ties. One for Dumbarton, and the same <laughs> again yesterday for Bucky. And it was a crucial time for them to Absolutely. score as well, because yeah. you were getting into 20 minutes, and then that, that Dumbarton's starting to gain a wee bit of confidence. Yeah. Obviously, what Grant just mentioned, McCrory makes a good save. And then a few minutes later, Rangers obviously go up and get that first goal, which is vital. It settles them down a wee bit. And then they obviously get the second and go on to win the game pretty convincingly. Yep, and they're through and they're going to play Air United in the next round. Uh, Brendan Rodgers then, the following evening, just last night, again, terrible conditions, but a decent crowd for the arrival of Bucky Thistle. This was the manager after. Listen, it was a, a, a good day for both clubs. Obviously, from our perspective, professionally got the job done. Played some really good football, um, scored some good goals. Could have had more, but just timing maybe a little bit out. But uh, and obviously for for Bucky Thistle, it's, it's an amazing day, and the players gave everything, and uh, their support was there for the team right to the end. So, um, but for us, it was uh, yeah, it was job done. 
Peter. It was uh, Bernardo, as you know, who got the first goal. He's in a, a rich vein of form, isn't he? And then uh, Odin Tiago Home scored, Kyogo scored, uh, Palma, Vata as yep. well. And there was four off, yeah. four offside goals. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was quite incredible actually. You know, so listen, they they done very well. They created a bad look sharp, but he was just going too early. As Brendan talking about timing, so all these things come back. And that, that's why it was a good game for it. You know what I mean? So, but the thing I like about Abada again, he gets into positions to create goals and score goals, and it helps Kyogo because he puts the ball in very early, and because Kyogo plays that half yard offside, by the time defenders get back to him. He's on his own and he can knock the ball into the net and that happened a couple of times with him. So there was a lot of good things in the Celtic and Bernardo I thought done very well again. You know, and as you say, home come in and gets minutes under his belt. The midfielders all get a goal, which is important if you're, you're, you're talking about Celtic needing strikers. They have to spread the goals. So all the front men uh, get goals. So it'd be nice for Abada to get one. He did a fantastic chance and he put it by the post. It was like a throwback, Barry, wasn't it? To the Ange days, Abada, the ball through for Kyogo. Yeah, and listen, he's direct. Mm that's one thing you will say about him he's very direct he's got one thing in his mind I know he likes to come inside sometimes but he's always want to play on the outside he hugs that touchline and when he gets a yard or half a yard he looks to fire it across and an early ball kills defenders and that's what Kyogo um, lives off um, so I'm sure Kyogo will be delighted that Abad is back but also listen to the Celtic players and fans will be delighted because he's a he's a right good player. And I think some people were saying is Joe Hart going to be arrested? But in fact, it was Callum McGregor, and it surprised people. So how did home do for you? No, I, I like home. Home's a good footballer, and I think he was finding his feet, and then he got an injury, and he was out for a little period of time. You know, he looks lightweight, but he's comfortable on the ball. He moves the ball well, and the way Celtic's midfield rotate, the three of them, you know, one's out of centre and one's to the right and one's to the left, but whoever moves out of position, another one drops in. So there's always a good balance with them and I think it, Barry knows that better than me. There's good footballers understand that position so, so important and picking the right passes. He very rarely turned the ball over. You know, he always found a teammate and I think that's a make it, that shows you how good a, a midfield player can be. Yeah, a little bit passive to start. Uh, needs to be more aggressive in his play, but I can understand that he's coming in and it's first start he's had for a wee while uh, but once he started to play forward and pass forward and run forward then he again like as I said a young player that has uh, strengths so um, so yeah and, and he took his goal really well nice bit of combination play gets in and finishes it well and Barry what a moment it would have been for Josh Peters Peter mentioned earlier on that chance he had but there was Joe Hart it was a brilliant ball yeah, through as well there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. brilliant ball through and um, listen Joe Hart obviously made the save but I think Bucky can be proud of herself Um I know Celtic scored uh, five and had four disallowed, but I thought their set-up, they, they worked as hard as possible. And listen, they, they'll travel back up the and, and the bus back up north, proud of what they've achieved this year in the Scottish Cup. See, Craig Gordon played uh, four yeah. hearts and that was big. To, good to see him back Yeah, he made well. a brilliant save yeah. in the first half as well. Um, tipped one over the bar. Um, so it'll be interesting now going forward, who's going to play at hearts? Now, I, I think Craig Gordon's a top-class goalkeeper. Um, it, it didn't look to me if he's he's been out for obviously a season but he had a terrible injury but he's I'm sure he's got one eye on you know what yep. in the summer sure. Germany but it, what he needs to do is play games of football so it'll be interesting to see who starts midweek he's the Lazarus of Scottish football isn't it because it was all over for him what 10 years ago yeah but it could be an interesting one Paul because it's one of the ones if he wants to go to the Euros you maybe want to play games and if Stephen Smith made his mind up that the other goalkeeper is going to play. You know, you're thinking, okay, what do I do then? And I think he's a strong enough character to say, well, I need to go out and play some games. 
because uh, I don't think he would sit back unless he's had the conversation with Steve Clark who said to him because you're back fully fit and you're even training you'll be going to the Euros because I think there is absolutely no doubt I would have him on the plane if he's fit he'd be on the plane yeah it's the experience absolutely you need help it Angus Gunn's been brilliant I've got to bonus with you since he's come yeah. in what a find he's been and I think he's looked to part in goals but if Craig Gordon's fit and available he's on the plane to Germany 100% and that's what I'm saying even if Angus remains the number one which his performance deserve at this moment in time but definitely somebody that experience who's been in competitions and played in big games and many matches I think that experience you can't help but gain quality from and you the quality of the work you're doing becomes better because you know you're under pressure with a top quality player more plenty more from the cup at the weekend we'll hear from Paolo Bernardo we're going to hear more from Philippe Clement and from Brendan Rodgers and we're going to look forward to this week which kicks off tomorrow night Hearts against Dundee and then Wednesday Hibs against Rangers what a game that's going to be at Easter Road and St Johnson they're up against Aberdeen this is the Go Radio Football Show talking all things Scottish football let's go Monday evening it's the Go Radio Football Show Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney, we're taking some of your calls, 0808 17 17 700. And you know, you can also WhatsApp us on that number as well. Looking back at the weekend, looking forward to the Cup, which is at the beginning of February, the fifth round draw. And also, well, the title chase in the Premiership and the Championship as well. And what about Falkirk? It wasn't, of course, in the first division, but that was the first time they've lost, Barry, 26 games undefeated. It was the best record in in Europe. In, the UK yeah they've yeah. been absolute flying certainly in, uh, in yep. the league no doubt about it but listen the Scottish Cup it always brings surprise results and uh, we said on Friday night um, I've been to a Bonnie Rig I've went and watched a few games there and, and the surface is, is uh, not ideal certainly with the type of weather we've had I knew it was going to be a, a tough one for them but Bonnie Rig listen done the job but now they need to just now fully focus on making sure they get in the championship because you look at Falkirk, you look at the stadium they've got, the fan base, they should be at least challenging in the championship. I see Bill Leckie saying this morning in his column in The Sun, Peter, he's saying, yeah, we should have a, a bigger premiership. Look at the teams that are at the top of the championship. Look at the teams like Airdrie doing well at the weekend. He feels it's time to make a bigger premiership. I'm just throwing this at you, yeah. Barry, as well. What do you feel? I would love it to be bigger. Um, but then again they have got the problem people keep talking about playing the Celtic Rangers it takes that away from financially but then I say to them well they don't give them the tickets now you know so you can't have your cake and eat it you know what I mean let's be fair um, and I think it's something that has to be looked at to get the more quality because for me and I keep saying it time and time again there's too many players not playing and they could be filling these teams you know whether it's loans or whether these clubs could have them you know, because if a Celtic or a Rangers or Aberdeens or that, let them go. Because there's so many players at these football clubs now not playing football and they could be making all these other teams, and I'm talking about even teams in the Premiership, so much stronger, you know. And that's the way it used to be. People think it was completely different in the old days. But that was the reason, because the squads were only 18 players. Mm. Now you've got 25 players plus another, 25 sitting somewhere sure. we don't even know about. I'm looking on the, the television, you've seen Chelsea brought somebody back for PSV Eindhoven on loan. I've never heard them. They're talking I'm going for £10 million. I've never heard his name. And that's what we're getting like. They're young boys getting released and things like that and we've never seen them playing so they don't even get an opportunity to go and play with someone else because nobody's seen them play. And it's a, a big issue. And that, I'd love it to have a bigger uh, group of teams, yep. of course, but with more quality. Barry, what do you feel? 
Yeah, I would be all for extending it to 16 or 18. I also think it will give an opportunity or managers will be under less pressure. They can give young boys that they think have a chance the opportunity to go and play in the first team. I think a lot of these managers are thinking relegation, it's tight. I'm not wanting to give them the chance and then it ruins it for the young players' um, future. So, yep, I'm all for extending it if it's possible. Um, and also opening up, as I said, Paul, you need to open up the pyramids, um, the pyramids as well. And it's got better this than playoff it was, stuff. Yeah. The bottom of the League Two against the top of the, the Lowland League. Um, I think if you finish bottom, you've got to get relegated. I think if you finish top of your league, you've got to get promoted. But if you extend the lead, uh, the leagues, then that will give the opportunity for some of these clubs to then come up. And um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. It's been spoken about for years, yeah. and it seems if nothing ever happens. But I'm all for going for a 16 or 18 team league. It's up to the clubs, Peter, isn't it? You know, the biggest clubs maybe don't have the appetite for it, uh, but it the ones in the middle who, they go towards the top. But I mean, David Martindale at Livingston, he would love this to happen. Now you would say, yeah, they're bottom of the table, but there's so much pressure on, well, half the whole league, isn't it? Half the 12. Yeah, but uh, Celtic and Rangers supporters would still turn up to support their football club. Of course. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't matter who they're playing, Paul. You know what I mean? Look at the weather yesterday. I'm at Celtic yeah. Park yesterday. Mm. Like the crowd was magnificent for that type of day, you know. And then they get the news that they can't travel after seven o'clock last night. There's yeah. a bucky thistle supporters that's sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, how are they getting home? Yeah. Bear in mind it's half past six, <laughs> you know, at that time. And you're thinking to yourself, it's incredible. Scottish football supporters love their football and will follow their team no matter who they're playing. What we've got now is not to bore them, and I feel at times that's where it's becoming, you know, because there's a the lack of quality because there's too many, as I say, players that are not playing, who should be playing in first teams and they're not even getting sitting on benches, they're not even getting stripped anywhere. And Good that's point. my biggest problem. If you want to speak to Peter and Barry about it, give us a call. You know the number 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show. What about Abdallah Sima, Barry? He's back in town. Yeah. The manager was asked about him then at the weekend. What's the latest on the injury? Uh, it's always dangerous to... To hear those things when they happen when you're not there. So I always like to hear my medical staff what they think about things. So Abda is going to come back as fast as possible. I've been in contact with him yesterday already. He's going to come back as fast as possible to to make a good assessment around that and uh, and to see how long he will be out. He's battling against the storm there in the background. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but him, he's got through. He's here. He's back in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. So he was with Senegal. He's come back here. Of course, he's on loan and his agent is saying he'd love to come here full-time. Yeah, but that depends on the price, yeah. Paul. I mean, if you're, you're talking what's been rumoured, £8 million, £9 million, I think that's too rich for, for Rangers, if I've been honest mm -hmm. with you. You would hope that they can try and come up with a deal. Listen, he's been a surprise package. I thought he struggled at the start of the season, but I've got to be honest with you, he's come on leaps and bounds, scored some brilliant goals. And what I like about him is he's a real, real team player. He does the dirty side really well. You see him countless times back helping if it's Radvan or if it's Barisic tackling and, and uh, putting out for a corner kick or a, a throw in so yep he's became a, a real important player and I'm sure the manager will be hoping that it's um, only a couple of weeks not a couple of months he's powerful yeah listen it's one of these guys out of them all he's probably settled quicker than most and I think at the start of the season we all talked about we thought there was an imbalance to the team and I think that affects you no matter who you are. And I think there was a lot of players affected. I thought it was three number nines that was sent, sent for the one position. But they tried to fling the three of them in the same team. And that's never going to work. 
you know, because players are doing a job that they're not really used to doing. But Sima, to be fair to him, I think he's been excellent. He's as Barry talked about his attitude and listen, you know what we like in Glasgow, we love somebody that's got the proper attitude to get about his business properly. And if he can add a little bit of quality to it, and I think he's done that at times in games, I think he's been a shining light for them. So as I say, I think he'll cost a few bob. It's only what Rangers are willing to pay. They want to pay that for one player or they want to split that and get two players in and that's the way sometimes you have to look at it up here. If you play his strengths, he's a dangerous player. When he comes and tries to link yep. up, that's not what he's great at. But if he's in behind, um, with his pace, his pace is, is, is excellent and he's a really good finisher we as well. We see him playing against Premier League players, Barry. Mm-hmm. When he yeah. played against mm-hmm. Leicester, he yep. tore them apart yep. as a centre forward. Mm-hmm. He tore them up. I remember watching them. Um, was it Sparta Prague or Slavia Prague, whatever team it was? And he tore them apart. And that shows you the qualities. As goes, you say, as long as the ball's in front of him and he's got space to yeah. run into, that's when he's at his best. And he scores all different type of goals. Yeah. Headers, long range, tap-ins. And that, that's what you like to see for a goal scorer. What about John Lundstrom? We mentioned him in the first part. The manager was asked about the contract. What is the situation? It's a, that's a financial thing between uh, him and the club. Uh... Both parties show interest to do that, that's clear, so uh, we're going to see the next couple of weeks, months, he's in a situation that he can can sign somewhere else. Uh, we will see next week and month, but it's clearly that uh, he feels good in the club and, uh, and in the way of working. And everybody tells me also that he's, he's showing a better level than he had uh, um, in the beginning of the season. So. That's what I want to see, that they continue like that and uh, then I think there, there will be a solution between the two parties at the end of the road. You reckon there will be that solution, Barry? Yeah, well, it comes down to... Finance. Finances, mm. yep, yeah, if they can um, make it happen. But I'm sure they'll be desperate to make it happen because, as I said, Paul, I'm sure there's a few clubs looking at him. He's been he's been excellent over the last few months, there's, there's no doubt about it. And he looks to me if he's he's happy... He looks to me if he's playing in a position that the manager understands what he's all about. Um, so hopefully something can get um, can get sorted because, as I said, he's became a, a big player for Rangers. Peter, I think you've always liked him. You've seen yeah, him a lot. Yeah, I've seen him as a young kid and yeah. when he was at Everton and whatever. And then I've seen him was at Oxford. I think he was at loan at Oxford mm-hmm. playing against Millwall and he'd done really, really well. And we tried to get him, actually. He was only a kid then, you know, and he had a very good uh, reserve team youth side at that particular time. I genuinely believe, and it's no, I'm not being disrespectful to Michael Beale in any shape or form. If, if wouldn't, the manager wouldn't be in place now, it's in place. He'd be out the door because his performance weren't good enough that Rangers fans weren't having him for that period of time the way he was playing. But prior to that, the season before, everybody was raving about him. And I just thought it was bizarre that they didn't try to do it last summer and extend it because we've spoke about it before that you have to try and do that. I don't want players because we talked about uh, Ryan Kent that run out a, a contract. You don't want to do that if you see someone who's a, an asset to you. And in that period prior to that, the start of this season, Lundstrom definitely was that. So I found it bizarre that they didn't try and sign him last pre-season on a longer contract. But I think this is maybe the question mark he's got now because I think in my heart of hearts, if I was looking at John Lundstrom, I'd be saying, he was thinking, I'm seeing it at the end of the season and I'm off. That was the way he was playing at the start of the season. Once the, once the season got gone, sorry, and the way things were going for Rangers before there was a manager change. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same now. Watching him play yeah, absolutely. and seeing how he, he operates, sometimes you know what it's like, Granny. Oh. You're in a happy place, sometimes you're, you're better staying somewhere where, listen, he's appreciated. I think the manager thinks a lot of him. He's obviously one of the key players now, so hopefully they can they can get him sat down and, 
and, and signed on the, the dotted line. And we've spoken about it, Baz, he's playing his position. Mm-hmm. And he's playing his position well. He's not becoming... Very simple what yes, he's doing now. Yeah, exactly. Well, OK, it was different when he jumped into the back three when uh, Van Bronckhorst was there because that was part of the plan. But he was doing that when he's a central midfield player. But when you've got likes of Cantwell and that who run all over the place and the pitch is empty, then then it becomes a problem. But now he's back in there playing his position. You hear the manager talk about that, the organisation of the team. And I think that's definitely helped him in his performance since the manager's come in. Darren's yeah, been on the socials. And he's a, yeah. real, he's an athlete mm-hmm. as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. He can get about the, the pitch. He, he clearly looks after himself. And he can handle the ball, but his game's really went simple. He just keeps it simple. He can get into people's faces. But listen, and again... What I noticed uh, with him over the last month or so, he's, he's a real leader in the pack. He's the one that yep. kind of talks on the pitch like Conor Golson. And they guys are, are valuable. You need guys who can talk to people on the pitch, who, are, who, are, who can drive the team forward. And he's certainly one of their players. Darren's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, Peter, Barry, where are the big two? Where are they short at the moment? What's your feeling today? Monday, the start of this week, a week and a half to go of the window. Less than a week and a half. What do Rangers need first of all, Barry? It looks as though Diamande is coming here. Midfielder, 22-year-old, the deal not done yet, but it sounds as though he'll be leaving the Danish team. I attack midfielder and I, I still believe a, a number nine who will guarantee you 25, 30 goals a season, which is hard to find. L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. <laughs> <laughs> That's the what it looks like, but he's got the could, cold. <laughs> yeah. Could it be Lauren Shanklin? There's a lot of people asking. Listen, it's my opinion, my opinion only. I think he's good enough to play with Rangers. I think he would score for fun if he was in that Rangers team. I agree, I agree. As, as I said, Celtic and Rangers create the most chances. You know, and if you want a finisher, if you had to go and ask anybody in the division who picks uh, guys that put the ball in the back of the net, he'd be definitely one at the top of the list along with a couple others. There's not many of them, but he's definitely one of them. Um, that's for sure and people always said that Celtic Rangers any time they've got finishers and we're talking about when we talk about finishers we're talking about somebody maybe scores four out of six chances you know that's the sort of strikers that you're looking for and I think Shanklin would do that for a Celtic or a Rangers and what about that Celtic with you first then Peter what do you it's, think it's a difficult one because you've seen the wide areas seem to be fine now that there's another one in you, you look at the middle of the pitch you look at the balance there but it's like everything else and I think Stuart Kettlewell spoke about it all of a sudden you think you're happy in a certain area Paul and you've got, as you say, nine, ten days to go, you pick up an injury, and all of a sudden it becomes catastrophic. All of a sudden you think, oh, I was looking for a centre-forward, but now I need a centre-back. Yeah. And that's the problem you have, and that's what managers are always playing, especially if you've only got a little bit of money. But we keep saying it, we've said it for day one, it's the most difficult window. You're even seeing it down in England now. It's so, so difficult, you know, this window for everyone to try and buy players. And yeah, again, I go back to it. There's so many young, good players not even get allowed out to come in loan. You know, but even if we signed them, we'd be thinking, who's that? Because we don't know them, we've not seen them playing, but they're quality players. Yeah. But they're maybe fourth choice at these big clubs at this moment in time, but they still won't let them out. Is a striker coming though in the next nine days? Because, you know... Well, it's, know. An, it's, it's going to be an interesting one because I'm always one of these ones, see if you can't better it, don't buy it. If you can't better what you've got in the building or you've got at your club, don't bring someone else the same. You've, I always believe if you're bringing in someone into your park and an important area of the pitch I need your club sorry when they come onto that training pitch they've got to make a difference in front of the players the players go wow there's something different and I think if there's not many of them about and you've got guys if people talk about Celtic having a centre forward well if O comes back Kyogo is there well Maeda play through there you know we don't know we don't know who the whole they're going to do this and they're saying well these are the guys that can play there 
see the boys that's available to us to bring in, are they going to be better than them? And if the answer's no, why would you waste your money? That's in my eyes. That's that's for me anyway. If you can't better them, you can't. I wouldn't bring them in. Barry, what do you think with Celtic in the striking position? If anything happened to Kyogo, yeah, well, away? I think it's an area, an area they need to definitely strengthen. But I, I, I agree one hundred percent with Grant. He mm. says well, you just bring somebody in for the sake of bringing them in. No, they they need to go and, and really challenge. Look, Kyogo is the number nine. He is the main striker, but they need to make sure that whoever's if they're going to bring somebody in, they're, they're going to put a challenge to Kyogo. So he needs to be on his game every single week. Um, so I don't think they'll waste money for just the sake of wasting money. And it's very similar with Rangers. I don't think he'll bring somebody in just for the sake of saying, right, we've signed two or three players. They need to better what's already there. Do you think that's why he's going for Diomandi in respect of, of Ryan Jack keeps coming back and keeps breaking down? Mm-hmm. A lot of injury problems. Well, that's what it seems like. You know, he's had a lot yeah. carried, a lot of injuries. He plays a couple of games and now he's not playing. You can see why Rangers would look to fill the middle of the pitch because Raskin's come back for injury mm-hmm. after a period of time. So it's an area you think, oh, anything could happen there. Tom Lawns, unfortunately, since he's came, yeah. a lot of injury problems. So it's an area you think, well, we need to cover that. Even though we've got quality players, mm-hmm. we still need to cover that because they're never all fit at the same time. And that that's slightly different, Paul, you know. And that that's, you've got to look at this the cup at this moment sure. in time because you're scared when the boys are away when they play the minutes you're thinking I hope they don't get injured yep. because that could be the last game before the window closes and then that, that becomes a problem Liam's been on he's asking Peter uh, what about Majofsky scored again at the weekend is he coming could he come to Celtic I really like him I've been impressed with him and what I liked I, I watched him in the Scottish games I've seen him a few times and his finish was a good finish other night and people say oh, he was there. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. ball's dropped but the way he's finished it in the corner he's not mm. blasted it he's hit it with his left foot into the corner you know and he's got good movement well, I was really impressed when he tries to drag his short to spin in behind you and sometimes people will not notice it because the ball didn't go there and I was surprised because I thought Aberdeen would have probably tried that more often because it was opportunity and it was good movement and I liked his movement his all round game was good and listen he's a goal scorer listen if you can score goals for Aberdeen and you get the opportunity to play as many games for Celtic or Rangers, you'll score goals. Because, yeah, again, we keep saying it, they create more opportunities. And that's no disrespect to Aberdeen. At this moment in time, Celtic and Rangers are better than them. So the bottom line is, if they'll create the most chances, they'll put the ball in the net. He's a natu- <coughs> Sorry, he's a natural finisher. Yeah, like and, and again, he was one of the players I wasn't too sure about, but he's grew on us. Yeah. And you can see, if he played with a stronger team, or a better team with better players who create a lot more run about him, I think he's very similar to Shanklin in terms of goal scoring. I think he would score a, a shed load. He's, got tw- he's only 24. Yeah. But he's, he's the number nine for the national team as mm. well. And he's playing, obviously I've watched him against England, he's done well against England. And that's where I was sort of looking a wee bit, how's he going to be at that level? And he played well against England in that particular match. So, fair play to the kid. And he seems to have a great attitude. The weather wasn't, as you know, wasn't great the other evening there. Wasn't but... great. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, listen, it's Scotland, man, and we're used to this. He's cup-tied, Peter. So, <laughs> if he's going to be at Hamden, it would have to be with Aberdeen. Yeah, in the well, cup. Exactly, he's, he's exactly. Cup-tied. So, it doesn't yeah. matter, Paul, but hey, listen, the most yeah. important thing is winning that league. So, don't worry about that. Barry will tell you that. I, I, I like Clement's yeah. bit on Silver about yeah. oh, will he, how will he adapt mm. to the bet. He's like, it's not came here for a holiday for the sun. It's came here, isn't it? football <laughs> and that's the attitude yeah. you've got to have quick break and then we're back 0808 17 17 700 this is the Go Radio Football Show talking all things Scottish football let's go Go Radio Football Show calls coming in 08 08 17 17 700 or WhatsApp that's the number as well Barry Ferguson is here 
and so too is Peter Grant. Soon we'll be looking forward to the games uh, in midweek. Rangers in action on Wednesday night. Games tomorrow night and Wednesday and in the Championship as well. We're going to hear from Paolo Bernardo shortly. We're just speaking there about what Celtic uh, need and what they might get during the transfer window and what Rangers need as well. Barry, what was your favourite goal of the weekend? And it was somebody you wouldn't normally be speaking about, maybe. James Cragen. Oh, listen, what, what a finish. Connect with it perfect. It's one of the ones where you could have 50 goals at it <laughs> and it would fly 20 yards over the over the bar. Um, yeah, brilliant, uh, brilliant connection. And Craig Gordon, listen, he'd done the right thing if he died for it. You could have two goalkeepers in that goal <laughs> and it would have still flown at the back of the net. Brilliant finish. Um, brilliant technique as well. Let, let's yeah, be honest. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's like kind of, it was like a side foot volley, but the power he got in it and the connection he got it, got on it, sorry, um, was was uh, excellent. So, yeah, that's my favourite goal of the weekend. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Yeah. Bonnie Rigg maybe disagree all the same scoring as late as they did. So, yeah. for the timing of a goal and yep. an important goal, you've got to say Bonnie Rigg. Um, but uh, James Craigan's goal was a fantastic finish. You know, as you said, he's been about a bit and... It's just a pity for them because it would have been good for them to get an opportunity to go to Tynecastle, you know, and make a couple of shillings because it's a very sure. well run club Spartans, you know, because Edinburgh City and that used to play there, as you know, last year. And they used to go quite a bit and watch the games through there. And I re- really always enjoyed it and the people were very welcoming. So it would have been nice for them to make some money for it. Yeah, I'm sure the chairman will no be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Spartans quite a few times and they always make you feel yeah, welcome absolutely. absolutely certainly well ran um, and, and the manager I think he's the longest serving manager correct me if I'm wow. wrong is he? No, right. Samuel I've wow. come up against mm-hmm. him a few times so he's brought them for the Lowland League all the way into, into League 2 and, and listen their performance against Hearts at the weekend that's something they've got to be proud of and for Dumbarton who've been there from the beginning Barry you know when you look at the history um, and you realise it's a club with uh, scant resources not great resources there there's issues about the pitch and they wanted to move the ground and all the rest of it but it's a great name but one that we never really think about anymore no I, I know I, I actually played at the old yeah. Boghead yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 bloody hell how bad, bad was Boghead oh, I, I couldn't yeah. see but played at night right. and it was impossible to see <laughs> One of the, the it was well named Boghead yeah, I, know. Yeah, I actually played yeah. against I think Chick Chanley was playing alright Huh? Uh, some, some stars for there Murdo McLeod definitely. he was the manager it was the reserve yeah. Yeah. we were playing and I think Chick Chanley had just signed him and we were playing down there um, Murdo McLeod was what a signing what a signing for Celtic from for Murdo you know sure from was, the band. Wow. magnificent yeah. magnificent for Celtic and as I say it's great when I go down there I'm down here Peter was there last year mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it and used to see Murdo quite a bit and hopefully he's keeping me fit and healthy he was at the game yesterday so but he was a great signing from Dumbarton he said, what a shot he had. And listen, oh, they made a fist at it as well. Yeah, um, they did. I thought that, yeah, yeah, listen, they, they, again, if they open up against Rangers, mm. it could be a cricket score. Yeah. So they go out and they set up to try and frustrate and that's what they, they certainly did, uh, done. I think they would be disappointed with the first the first goal that Lundstrom yeah. scored. It's off the, the second phase for the header. Mm. Um, the midfielder lets Lundstrom get a free header. But I think in general terms, the Barton again, similar to Spartans, I've got to be proud uh, the way they, they, they played. Well, like, people don't yeah. understand, right? Somebody's asking the question yesterday and I said to them, a lot of these boys could play at a higher level but decided to stay part-time because financially, even in the Premier League, plus their job, plus their, their money they make for their club, is more money they get than some of the Premier League players get. So some of them can play at a higher level. There's absolutely no doubt a lot of them can play at a higher level. 
But also the fact is, when I went to Allo, it was an eye-opener because the reason I went, obviously, was because I'd never been part-time. Went and seen, used to go and talk about this and didn't realise. So that was fine. That was one of the reasons to go. And I go there and the professionalism of them going to the gym at 6.30 in the morning before they go to work, you know, or after work they're going, the nights they're not training. The amount of work these guys put in, they deserve great credit, you know, because it's a full-time job for them because every day they've got to keep themselves fit when they're not doing their training late in the evening. So the rest of the time they've got to do gym work because they don't want to make a mug of themselves on a come a Saturday no matter who they're playing. So the professionalism, you know, and their fitness levels are well up there. Okay, it's hard to get off for them a lot of hours, but they do it really, really well and they deserve their day in the sun. Right. I, I say that about a lot of them. Yep. And people forget, they come straight Absolutely. for their work and their overalls yeah. and their work gear and turn up and they've no had anything to eat Absolutely. and then they go out and they do an hour and a half two hours um, and then they, they sometimes they don't see their families on a Tuesday night yeah, or Thursday because they're out for six in the morning yeah. half six and don't get back into what ten half ten at, at night so they, they do deserve a lot of credit it's it's tough on them and again I agree with Granty there is some players down in the lower leagues that could 100% do a job um, I mean for instance I had Dylan Easton at, at yeah. Kelly mm-hmm. see what he's doing at, at Wraith Rovers in, in my opinion still uh, he should be playing. Yeah, he's got the quality. Of yeah, playing. he should be playing in the uh, in the Premier League. Look, Wraith Rovers will not enjoy me saying that. <laughs> no. But um, I mean, he was in the Lowland League a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of them, and definitely in the fine line, Paul. Some of them decide to go full time and maybe not earn as much money, mm-hmm. and some of the boys decide to say, "No, it's not worth it for me and my family." Mm-hmm. And I don't like every summer time, you know, we're having no job. I don't know what's happening and that uncertainty to try and buy a house, to start a family, all these things. And people don't realise how important that is to these boys. And we forget that in football. So to see these boys getting out in that pitch and giving everything they've got and getting that moment under the television cameras, whatever, is fantastic. And they only get paid 45, 46 weeks of the year. They do go that six weeks uh, without pay. So people don't know that as well. So yeah, they deserve a lot of credit, these guys down in the lower leagues. They, They put a... An almighty shift in. That shows you. Yeah, the, the cup weekend is important. Look at Buck, Bucky Thistle. I mean, the attention on that game was huge. Uh, 5-0 at the end, but Aberdeen came and lost six, didn't they? So, and that's not having a go at Aberdeen. Brendan Rogers spoke about the Bucky spirit afterwards. The spirit. I think it's it's never easy. I think, we, I think we've all seen the reaction to coming to here and the journey they've been on to be here. It's absolutely an amazing day for the club and for the players. And obviously the reality kicks in when you turn up here. The, the magnitude of the game and the stadium. But I think the spirit, they gave absolutely everything. And uh, and the goalkeeper done really, really well. He made some really good saves and, and obviously we, we could have punished a little bit more, but it's just an amazing day for the club and hopefully a memory that will stay with them for, for many years. And, and that's what football's about, creating their memories. So that was a great day for, for the club and they've done amazing to be here. You think of those part-time players back at work today, many of them, including the manager. Um, and what about the goalkeeper, Brendan Rodgers? Uh, mentioned them there, Stuart Knight. Yeah, well, yeah, a couple of great saves, but it's nice to talk about Bucky in a positive way. When yeah, you've had that come from, it's usually a negative. But, oh, um, oh. <laughs> but definitely, no, I, was, I was laughing <laughs> because he was trying to get off the last 15 minutes because his calf was sore yeah. and the manager kept making substitutions and putting other players on and then he got to the stage he couldn't take him off anyway because yeah. he'd made all his substitutions <laughs> you know but it was great and it was fantastic for them and the players going over with the supporters in the corner after the game and, and I'm sure the way Celtic treated them after the game and in the dress room and whatever and that's as you say it's days they will remember and it was ironic in 1989 
we went up to Birkhead played a game up there just after our centenary year and someone said Big Derek White sent us a picture yeah. last week we was all on it uh, I couldn't even remember but it was a fantastic picture looking back you know and we put it on the socials is Andy right? Walker was on that night ah, that's right we Andy and that was playing so yeah. it was, it was yeah. unbelievable and you, you, some of these things you forget and you don't yeah. realise the work that goes on at these football clubs and as I say they'd have loved every moment of it and got a special mention Paul as well because I heard there was two fans or something paid for them to come down and stay overnight on the Friday evening the club Brilliant. to come down two fans who supported them so the boys could do it right put them up in a hotel and whatever yeah. and, and the Friday night so it's an interesting story I thought that was magnificent as well and that just shows you what people think of their football club isn't that amazing Barry in the cup you know we're talking about John Lundstrom came from Sheffield United big contract and then we're talking about the Bucky players other than Barton players mm-hmm. or Paolo Bernardo comes from Benfica he's at Celtic and we're going to hear from him shortly about you know, what might happen in the future it's a great thing in the cup that's what football's all yeah. about, Paul. It gives people opportunities and, and listen, these guys will, will never get this opportunity again. They had to come down and, and listen, one thing about them, I watched the game yesterday, they gave it everything and that's all you can ask. Um, listen, it was always going to be hard because Celtic far too much quality but they, they'll be proud. Um, they're a proud bunch They went back up the road and I'm sure they had a few beers celebrating going back up because as I said, um, they, they certainly mm. deserved it and, and they've done theirself um, and their families proud. Not any bucket, I wouldn't have thought. Something a bit lighter. I can drink it only cold. Really? Yeah, it's going to be freezing cold. That's that Lanarkshire bit coming out of us. Paolo Bernardo afterwards was asked, any conversations about the future permanent move? No, uh, I just want... He, he and me, probably, I, I think we just want to to keep the things going well and to to improve a lot yet yep so <laughs> the fans love him Barry he's, he's had a great December yeah January. I think it's for the game at Dens Park where he came in and he played further forward and they got yep. that goal I think he's kicked on um, certainly for that Dens Park game and he's, he's looking apart um, I, I think correct me if I'm wrong here Brendan Rodgers had spoke about it was it was a case when he first came in to, just to break him in slowly and eventually he would then obviously make his mark and get into that starting 11 and, and certainly listen he, he's, uh, he's he's going to be hard to get out of that midfield that's for sure because he's come up with some important goals and he can handle the ball he's a good football player and he looks to me if he's a, a decent size I've never yeah. I, I don't know if you stood you, you beside him you might stop him and Matt Riley actually because yeah, they wear the yeah. socks similar and mm, whatever it's, it's, so, so it's only yeah. the bo- when you look yeah. at the boots it's a slightly different yeah. colour but as I said to you when he came in at first I thought he was one of the ones that was quiet but looked a right good player without anybody talking about him because I said he used to do things and Barry will know as a player when you talk about pressing and I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago they would just go towards you and make you kick the ball away and it was bizarre or he would nick it and I'm thinking oh that's a great skill he's got to doing that his touch was good his movement and his awareness now he's getting in the box you see a few times yesterday he gets a fantastic finish on the goal but he gets in the box well he picks good passes he's got a combination I've never seen him really having a tackle yet mm-hmm. but he wins a lot of balls it's quite incredible, you know, and it's just that way he moves, and he moves really, really well. Interesting to see what the fee is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've not heard anything about that. But listen, he can he can play the game, no doubt about it. But again, when you get a midfielder who scores goals, they're worth their weight in gold. Going to talk more about that after the news. It's next. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go. Our two Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Uh, 
Big birthday today. John Maguire is listening. You know him well. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah. John. Thanks for that, Carole, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you still playing it up? Or is it... Yeah, yeah, no, it was fantastic for us. A great yeah. help. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed John's company. Yep, happy birthday happy from birthday. Kate and all the families. Big listener to the programme as well. Barry, how's it been when you go out shopping? Everyone always has an opinion on what's happening, but more and more people tuning in to the Go Radio Football Show. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they agree and sometimes yeah. they, they, they don't <laughs> agree with what you say. But listen, that's what it's all about. Um, but listen, a lot of people are listening in, tuning in, and, and enjoying the programme. Um, it was good to be back. We, we a couple of weeks off yeah. and um, was itching to get back in and. and uh, See everybody's face, apart from yours. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with his eyesight. And of course, uh, last week, Barry was on on Friday night, Peter, and he and Philippe Clement had 20 minutes or so together over there in La Manga. He's not saying too much about it, but he was really impressed by the Belgian manager. Yeah, but it's great that the fact that the captain there who won many trophies for them is sitting there with the manager and the manager giving them the time because I think that was something that was going to miss a little bit from the club. And we said it was so important we having players like that but when you've had players with experience of Barry winning as well and there's not a massive age difference either yeah. you understand where it goes with the manager and I think that's important because people think oh you're either a dinosaur or you're too young and I think having that fine balance and listening to someone's opinion is always nice you enjoyed it Barry and you're yeah, impressed I, I, I take people at face value I'm sure you do yeah, Grant absolutely. as well and, and yourself yeah. Paul and that 20, 30 minutes I, I had with him when I bumped into him at the hotel I, I, I came away impressed thinking that, that Rangers are certainly in, in good hands but he, he knows it's still early doors and that's what I like he, he's not getting carried away he knows there's a lot of work still to be done he totally gets that Rangers is all about winning trophies and what they need to do is they need to wrestle trophies off, off Celtic they, they're the ones that have been um, flying high I over the last few what, years I think that's the thing Barry for the Celtic side of it I'm looking at I think he speaks very well mm-hmm. He's you know, very, he's you know what I've got, very respect. He yeah, understands. that's what I mean. That's There's what I mean. no like, we'll win it. And, and he, he mentions the name, I keep getting back to he mentions the name. If I'm talking about Rangers, I'll talk about Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about them across the road or Aye. whatever. That rubbish, yep. that does my head in. Aye. And I think at the, the bottom line is he respects it. He talks about the game. He, t- he talks expectation of Rangers. He's not bothering about anybody else. And I think that's the way Celtic Rangers managers should be. Don't worry about Rangers. I'm worrying about doing my job properly mm-hmm. and what we're doing for our supporters yep. and what we're doing for our football club. We know that the challenge is going to be between Celtic and Rangers because they're the two best teams. Yeah. That's a fact. Also, it wasn't just about Celtic. It respects yeah, the, the Scottish game. game. And that, that's what came out. Yeah. Well, off, is that not what you find strange in about Derek Adams? Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a car crash. What, I, he, what but, he said... I bet twice, Paul. Ago, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It, you've got another manager yeah. who's got a hell of a lot of experience yeah. in Europe and winning trophies and whatever mm. and coming and buying into this. Mm. And that, for me, that looked a positive, bringing yep. someone like that, bringing a Brendan Rodgers back after we lose at Anjon, unfortunately, in the respect of that. But you look at that and you think to yourself, well, hopefully we can continue to do that and build the name of the Scottish game. He comes in and hits a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think, uh-huh. what, what a stupid comment that was to make, you know. I found it really bizarre. <laughs> and Philip Clement, to be fair, it was been the complete opposite. Yep, and it was good to see, like, very intense uh, training. And I'm a big believer you've got to train the way you, you, you want to play, whether that's a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, and, and, and training, you're there to train. You're there to graft. And that's what I got out of it as well, sitting at the side or standing at the side, mm. watching it. You've only seen 45 minutes or an hour, but for what I've seen, you, you think to yourself, look, the, the guys know that they're, they, they need to roll their sleeves up and, and work hard. But you know yourself, Baz, as a top player, you've got to go out there every single day 100%. and try to be the best. 
you yeah. know, against your teammates. I used to travel up in the car and all that, and we all used to be sitting there laughing and joking, whatever, but not at the training pitch. We're fighting each other, mm-hmm. we're getting sent down for training, you know, but, but Paul, it wasn't the over end, it was just because the games were so intense. Everything, whether it was a possession, whether it was a, an actual shadow, I'd seen people with stitches, stitches in shadow, believe it or not, it was unbelievable, you know, because it was so intense, you know, that things had to be done properly. But that was the demand from you because you didn't want to look a mug in front of your teammates, yeah. you know. So you had to do what you do well, and that was the most important thing. Boys, we come back to small. You talked to Andy Walker earlier on. Guys like him, if they missed the target in training, all you seen them doing was giving themselves like ten knees to the chest and press ups and everything. They were punishing themselves without a manager punishing them. That was the pride that they had to hit in the back of the net, and that's what you've got to have when you're a footballer. A manager or a coach should never need to tell you to give your maximum to try and be the best, best every day. You're dead to work. When, when you step on that training ground, it's work time, and you've got to put. And it should be a given for me. Yeah, you should train. It's your last ever training session, but just getting that twenty minutes or twenty-five minutes. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I did walk away and think to myself, Rangers. I've got a. They clearly done their homework, and he clearly done his homework on Scotland as well. It's Scottish football, not just Rangers. I mean, he knew everything about the Rangers in terms of how they went the full season, watched all the games, but also he knew everything about all the other clubs. Which sometimes I think people come in and they're, they're ignorant towards the, the the game. But I got the impression that this guy knows. Look, it's a brilliant club to work for, but he understands it's a hard job and he needs to win. And listen, he's got off to a, a really good start, there's no doubt about that. It's going to be some run in for the end of the season. Eight points in it, but if Rangers win the two games in hand, well, first one this week. Just before I forget, yeah. see if you're not respectful to your opponents, mm. I think it comes back and bites yeah. you yeah. big time. Mm. You've got to be respectful. Absolutely. Completely, totally agree. I, I don't like when they don't mention each other's oh, names and all that. It's just it's it's stupid. You know, it's like, um, and, uh, yeah. to me, it's stupid because we need uh, each other in the respect of, of that. Of course. You know, know, yeah. I'm with them or that yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I thought Rangers, I must admit, I thought Rangers were going through a period and I used to think to myself, whoever's got that job, he tell them not to mention Celtic names, quite incredible. Because what a silly thing to put that pressure on right away. Yeah. Just let them be themselves. And, they see the difference night and day and I, and I hate seeing it by Michael Beale now because I know he's struggling a wee bit he's struggling under. isn't it yeah, yeah but I hate I don't like seeing that no, it's sure. not nice um, yeah. and the bottom line is I'm looking at it I'm thinking well he's been the complete opposite He's he thinks as Clement looks as if he's thinking for himself that's what I think and that's the only thing I can say about him and his players know that's the way his players go into the pitch as if they've got a clear the map of where they're going to that's what it looks like to me you mentioned some of the young players what about Robbie McCrory loads of talent the Rangers number two goalkeeper or is he the number two and the manager spoke to him afterwards uh, after he played and he played well against Dumbarton it's important uh, I know his qualities I see the trainings uh, it's uh, it's still a, a young player who needs to develop but he's showing really good things in training and we need to give him experiences that's my job also not to think only short term uh, game by game but also looking more long term to, to give young players chances to, to develop. Uh, so it was important for him to take these minutes, like he took also the minutes against Hertha Berlin and, uh, and take, uh, against Copenhagen. Yeah, against Copenhagen and against Hertha Berlin. Barry, what are you thinking on McCrory and his development? I know you've often said he needs to go and play. Yeah, I, personally, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play at, at Rangers. Um, simple fact is, Jack Butland, I think, has been exceptional. Uh, the first six months. Um, he, he, he's the number one. I think uh, McCrory's got a, 
has to make a decision that he, he's going. I didn't realise he's coming up in 26. Wow. Yeah. 26. I mean, if you think of, think about him, like I was watching the game and Saturday, I'm thinking 23, 24. He's, his next birthday's 26, so he, he really needs was to Was it Livingston he went to bat? And yeah, done really well yeah, there. Livingston yeah. Morton, I think he was. But remember, he'd done really well at Livingston. Two, was in the Premier League, was yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then they brought him yeah. back because everybody thought he was going to be the number one mm-hmm. then because we're talking about changing yeah. the goalkeeper. I thought that was the weirdest thing to do. And probably Rangers not in a position to put him out as a number one in the Premier League at this moment in time because they maybe not have a backup they think is good enough to back up Jack Butler if anything happened to him. But Barry's 100%. I know goalkeeping's completely different, but they definitely need game time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. definitely need game time. And there is absolutely no doubt. And especially with the games evolve with their feet and everything yeah. now. Yeah, he's good enough to play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a, so. a very good club is number one. Is it going to happen at Rangers? I personally don't think so because of who's there already. And that's not a slight on McCrory. I, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But Jack Butlin, in my eyes, is an exceptional goalkeeper. At Celtic, young Daniel Kelly came on yesterday in the Cup game and Rocco Vata, a lot's been said about him. There's interest in him over in Italy, but he got his first goal for Celtic yesterday. The manager spoke about the two young players. Yeah, yeah. For young players, they have to earn the the right. And uh, I think the likes of Rocco, there's been a lot of noise around Rocco, but he's, any young player has to earn the opportunity. I've given many young players the opportunities in my career but but I like Rocco he has qualities you know he's strong he's aggressive he 25 yards in he wants to get goals and you can see even in that little bit he came on he got his goal and he had another few opportunities so that's nice for him gives him a taste of it and for Daniel Kelly he's a young player that I really like that uh, he keeps progressing and developing he'll have a big future he's left-sided he's quick he's strong he presses the game really well and he's very very young and uh so they, they get a taste of it and hopefully that taste of it gives them that motivation and uh, determination to to continue progressing. Peter, what do you think on Rocco Vata? As I say, Paul, the first time I really seen him was in pre-season, the two games. I thought he'd done really well in the right wing. You get by people and cross balls in. Done it really well and I was really impressed with him. But we don't work with him every day. And I always say that because there's maybe things that sit the manager's not happy with I know he obviously Rudy very well and Rudy was a teammate of mine who was an yeah. unbelievable professional and everything he'd done was he? Yeah. oh unbelievable yeah. strong as an ox mm-hmm. but even the things he ate the way he prepared himself you know and you you know if he's got a dad it's going to learn him the right things it'll definitely be Rudy 100% so but you can only tell him so much you can take them to the well but you can't make them drink the water you've got to make sure that they do that themselves. They've got to make the sacrifices. And I don't think it's down to football talent here the way just listening to the Brendan sort of interview there, it seems maybe there's a couple of maybe things he's not happy with because he speaks slightly different about the young boy Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, and the yeah. two of them are the same age, you know what I mean? So, and at 18, we were playing at 18 in, that, in the first teams and if you get in, you stayed in. And that's what I'm saying, it's a difficult now because if these boys come in and dip back out again, they're not in the... They're, I regularly 23, 24, it becomes a wee bit difficult. Where do they find a place? Rocco, for me, was a winger, and all of a sudden, I see him in centre forward. And listen, he scored a very good goal because his movement was yeah. excellent yeah. in the box, and he had a real good chance after it. So the manager spoke about Vata's future. Yeah, yeah, but that's, listen, um, that, 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 that'll be up to him. You know, it's, uh, he's a talent. It'd be, it depends what the, the mentality is with, with him, him and his, his representatives, you know. Because you get some young players whose representatives will tell you that if they're not playing in the first team, starting, they don't want to stay. 
well, then you better go then. Because you've got to earn the right. He's 18. I don't need players ready at 18 unless they're real, real special talents. But by 2021, they need to be ready. And um, But I think you can see with him, he has, he has tools. And this can be a really good place for him to develop. And uh, But it was nice for him to get his goal because that's a good feeling. He's been here a long time as a, a young player and and he has he has strength that uh, that we could develop. I think we hear you there, don't we, Barry? Yeah. Well, but what I'm getting for that is um, he's not ready at this moment in time, but he has potential to be ready in a couple of years. And that means he needs to work hard, but also he's, he's having a, a, I wouldn't say a pop, but obviously young people... They have advisors or agents or whatever now um, are advising them, oh, you're not going to play here, you can go here and earn extra money or, or, or whatever. But it's all about the young man's development. And if that's at Celtic under a manager who has got huge experience, um, is he better staying at Celtic? In my opinion, I do think that would probably be the best route. But granted, made a good point. We don't know how he is every single day. There's no doubt he's a talented, talented young man. But what he's saying is he needs to, he's still got a fair bit of work and fulfil that talent and then one day he could become a, a regular for Celtic. Peter, here's a question for you from Gregory, a Celtic fan. Would Celtic go for Tommy Conway, the Bristol City under-21 Scottish player uh, who scored, didn't he, last week yep. against West Ham? Scored two. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do he's you think? He's a talented boy, yeah. Huh? But listen, yeah, again... Going for Lexi Conway would cost you an arm and a leg financially, you know. Much? Well, yeah. They'd be right away, they'd be saying, cause it, more so because they've got through in the cup and that yeah. as well, and Bristol City pay big money as well. So you're talking about six, seven, eight million right away. Wow. And I'm talking, Paul, that's after you've had two good games. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? You've been on the television and that's what it becomes, especially if you're in contract. That's that's the problem. He's, he's a talented boy and there's a few young boys down in England, real good players, but you have no chance of touching them because all the English teams down there, I mean, you'll get... Burnley spending nearly 30 million on somebody we've never heard yeah, of yeah. and it's a young player you know and that's what I'm talking about nowadays and young English players trying to get them your young yeah. British players you've absolutely no chance because of what they're looking for they, they cost top dollar it's moved so quickly Barry hasn't it it was always so much more in England but in the last year 18 months and with the Saudi money coming in for young players it's just gone through the roof and the, the, the money's crazy I think Grantley made a point at the start of the show, Chelsea brought a boy back for PSV. I, I've not heard, I've not heard of some of these players. And no, I watch a lot of football. You two watch everything. I, 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 I know my football teams, I know my football players, but some guys that I've not heard of that are getting quoted at 10, 15, 20 million pounds and have not kicked a, a, a yep. ball for the first team. Gregory's also saying he's watched Myoski closely on Friday night. Um, against the Grants at uh, Clyde uh, he looks a more technically gifted he feels striker than Shankland but I'd be happy with Shankland at Celtic I think Miofsky uh, is more of a Brendan Rodgers type of striker and Pierre come on and the era but he's got good movement I was watching him a few so, times you know and I'm thinking to myself hey, wait, can I just yeah. say before I forget what yeah. about the I know, I didn't know what happened. That was naughty. Uh, was to be fair, I blame him and his brother anyway. Because they were passing the ball each other before he had to be. There was a wee And the boys, boys got to follow through. And they were saying, but I never seen it on the television, obviously, but they were saying it should have been a red card. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit <laughs> naughty. Red card for who should have got it? Was it Aberdeen player? Boy, come, yeah, come on. on. Ah, if yeah, you give a four-arm uh, smash, it takes a big one to knock him down as well. But as I say, just got up and rubbed off. But I blame him and his brother for passing the ball each other too short a distance. 
Barry, you were watching that. I saw that and I saw um, Celtic Rangers women's game, which of course went all the way into injury time, deep into it, and Rangers won by the odd goal. Yeah, and they the... play Partick Thistle in the, the yeah. final. That was a surprise result. Yeah. I, I mean, not a surprise, but, but I expected yeah. Hibs to, to beat Partick Thistle. So, yep, Rangers, um, it'll not be easy for Rangers. Brian Graham, who's, got, sure Brian Graham's aye, who's obviously um, playing yeah. week in, week out for Partick Thistle yeah. as, as the manager. But I, I think I've seen today that he won't be able to manage them unless Partick changed the game because he's playing in the same day as the cup final. He scored at the weekend, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. no, he's done fantastic yeah. for So you would like to think that something can happen that he yeah, can sure. manage his team because he's done brilliant to get them uh, to the final. Yep, oh, absolutely. Some game 3 2 to Rangers at the end, Peter. Um, Celtic had two penalties, Rangers right what? at the end, but yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> was a referee. But uh, <laughs> signed up. Yeah, listen, it was a penalty. <laughs> there was a good, good crowd there the other evening. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll hear from Paolo Not Bernardo. too far. Yeah, after Celtic's win yesterday, he well, spoke about the game itself 5 uh, 0 ah, Celtic. It was good. Uh, five so it was a great game for us to to come back after the winter break. It's our job to to score goals. Um, respect the the other team is like that. Never put the foot on the brake. So um, I think we we did a, a good game. Um, yeah, and we we enjoy played here at Celtic Park. And what's he feeling about his own performances? It's my job too. Uh, I have to do my best. Eppoli is going well and I I want to do more. I have to improve a lot in my game, so I just have to continue to work hard and the thing's going to be well. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go! The roads are pretty quiet as you head home in traffic. The good news is if you're heading south from the city on the M77, back to normal between Plantation and Dumbreck Road. Clydeside Expressway traffic is easing. That's the good news as you head towards the city. If you're heading east uh, before Junction 19 at the M8, that's Anderson Cross getting much better. That's down now to just a couple of minutes. Otherwise, I think people are home early today. Many stayed at home because of the weather. Take it easy. We're back at breakfast with uh, Crofty and Grado and Rochelle. They'll keep you right up to date. Scottish Cup weekend, the fourth round, and then the fifth round draw afterwards. Aberdeen up against Bonnie Rig Rose. Feel free to jump in and say when they last won it. You know, they do that often. Yeah, they won the cup in whatever it was. Uh, Airdrie against Hearts. Morton against Motherwell. Motherwell, of course, was 1991. When was Aberdeen's? Ali Maxwell. Was it, uh, 1990, was it? Was that the time they beat that, us in penalties? Nine, you played. 9-8. Yep. And Watch that game. Inverness. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Inverness against uh, Hibs. Inverness. I'm not going to do this right. They won it. They're uh, finalists last year against Hibs. And Barry remembers Hibs winning the cup. 2016. I'm oh, I never, that that never seen that I game. That I'm fading down Peter Grant at that point in the interests of uh, neutrality. Kilmarnock against Brewer Rangers or Cove Rangers. Partick Thistle against Livingston. Rangers against Air United. And St Mirren against the cup holders. Celtic looking forward to them. That's early in February. Uh, big game tomorrow night. It's Hearts against Dundee. And then Wednesday, Hibs against Rangers. Barry, and it's one of Rangers' two games in hand. Absolutely massive. Huge plus Connor Golson's suspended, yeah, yeah. Um, which which is going to be a a massive um, miss. But listen, if they want to try and 
boss Celtic back they need to go to places like Easter Road and, and come away with the three, uh, the three points um, and, and look I think they've got enough people there to, to cover for, for Golson no doubt about it Balligan he got rested at the weekend mm. I think he's been brilliant since he's come into the team so who's going to partner Balligan is it John Souter or, or Ben Davis I'd probably think it'll be John Souter he said, I think he said he enjoyed the conditions the other day. He wasn't saying that's where he'd like to play, but he could really get in among it, didn't he, at Dumbarton? John Suter. John Suter. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to prove a point because he's not yeah. been, been getting a game. Um, so when you get that opportunity, you need to go and show the manager what you're, what you're made of. Uh, and he certainly didn't do himself any harm. Difficult surface, as we all know. Um, the conditions weren't ideal. Dumbarton put their cell about, but John Suter handled it um, really well. Raskin back as well. What did you feel? I want to start. I still need more from him. That's I, I think there's a player there, but I need to see more. Um, I think he's got all the attributes. But I want to I want to see him go and run a game, demand the ball, and and do things. Um, so yeah, but I I'm, I'm being greedy in in terms of that as a centre midfielder. I Did just you think they were, they were talking about him back where he, was it Belgium he came from. Mm-hmm. And they were all saying that coach is nice playing as if he plays within himself. There's a just lot about more to talent. Say that, that's what I, I I feel he just does enough. Where I, I'm looking at the the game and I'm saying, come on, there's more in there. Show me a bit more. So that that's again that'll be up to the the manager to try and um, squeeze that out of him because certainly as I says, Paul, he, he's got all the the tools in my opinion. I just want to see more from him. And what about Desers? He had a number of chances. He did get a goal, of course. Yeah, and you've got to credit him. Yeah. Listen, he had a few howlers in terms of misses, skying a few over the yep. bar, but he kept plugging away and he got his goal. He's into yep. double figures now. Know, ten. So, um, look, I, I, again, he, he's one player that I, I'm desperate because the work he puts in, he does he, he does a fair shift for the, the, the team. Um, and he got his goal. Listen, I think they've signed Silva to play. Yeah. Instead, he desers, and I do think there'll be another um, number nine coming in. I'm, I'm unsure if Silva is a actual number nine. I, I see him as more of a, a kind of link-up player, just behind the forward. They're playing whether in the left, sorry, or the mm-hmm. the right side. But listen, Dessers, he, he's uh, he's been brought to score goals. I think what's that, eleven or twelve for the season? It's not too bad getting into the the last six months. But um, again, you would expect more for the price yeah. that Rangers paid. Easter Road, would you expect Silva to start on Wednesday? Um, that's a good question. Um, yep, I would expect okay. him to start mm. up front. We have a think about your team in the next few minutes. Peter, what are you thinking about Rangers then? This is a massive game, obviously against Hibs, Easter Road. It's great to watch, Paul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got the points in the bag, it's always nice to watch. <laughs> no, but I'm saying Celtic and Rangers, wherever they go, you're expected to turn on a performance, whether you're up at the top, leading the race, or you're challenging. You've got to go to places like Easter Road, Tynecastle, Pataudry, and win. That's what you've got to do because that's what champions do. You've got to do it consistently if you want to be champions because when you play against each other, you know that can equal itself out in certain games, whatever, because it, we've said it many, many times, performance doesn't matter in the games, it's winning them, but the other games are the ones you've got to take care of. It's not use beating a Celtic or a Rangers and then all of a sudden, you lose your points elsewhere. And going to places like Easter Road and that are never easy. But I expect the Rangers to win the game. You know, I just think they've got that little bit more quality. And that's no disrespect to Hibs, but I just think Celtic and Rangers are, are a little, well, a good bit ahead of the other teams. 
And if you're going to have any say in this championship, Rangers have to go east alone. One. You two were midfielders, of course, and Peter, it's such it's so important the midfield, a successful midfield. What are you thinking when you look at Rangers just now? You know, you mentioned earlier on Ryan Jack's been injured. You mentioned Raskin. Well, as you said, they've they've got a combination of players if they're fit. They're a strong midfield, they've got a strong group of players. You know, there's absolutely no doubt of that. Uh, they're talking about Diamondi coming in as well. You know, it could be another one. So Fuentes has probably been the disappointment. And and that's that's probably been harsh on the boy because the manager came in and said at the time said he was going to be a sort of game changer and take Rangers to a new level so we're all expecting something completely different um, and I, maybe that's been a bit unfair on the player because the expectation on him then was too much and he's not stood up to that yet so they've got a lot of players in that area of the pitch you know a lot of good players but we've not seen them all at their best and Lundstrom's come back to his best Raskin obviously mm-hmm. having injury problems um, so Ryan Jack have an injury problem so they've got players if fully fit they've got a strong midfield I still think Celtic have got that little bit more quality a lot more quality I think if you talk about the six players that Celtic have got in there when they're all playing at their best I think Celtic by far are stronger in there there's no doubt in my mind of that So Philip Clement what do you think his team will be for Easter Road? Oh, you, you put me yeah. out <laughs> No, you can take more time because I'm going to ask no. Peter. A few people have been, oh, I can ask him something else. Or, ready for the team? Uh, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it out there. I you think it'll be Butlin, yep. Tavernier, Suter, Balligan. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, he'll stick with Ridvan. Right. Um, I think he'll go Raskin, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Matondo, McCausland, Silva. Tondo his pace in there then he's going to be in McCausland who's done so well hasn't yeah. he for a young player Yeah, I still he's think still it's too early for like, like Jack and, and Lawrence because mm-hmm. um, they're obviously still trying to get up to, to speed but yeah. listen when everybody's fit and don't forget Dijon Sterling he came in yeah. and was, yeah. was excellent in the middle of the uh, middle of the pitch he was a um, big destroyer in there big athlete mm-hmm. um, I like to look at him um, but look Rangers know they need to go and do one thing and that's come back um, down the road with three points and Silva in there as well that was your last player wasn't it yep. is he leading the line going to see if he's like a number well, nine listen, on... he's yeah. a big signing he's, yeah. he's came in on listen I know he's in a six month loan but I'd imagine his, his salary will be pretty pretty high um, so he's been brought for a reason so I would expect him to start when he came in at Wolves at first he done really really well you know he, he looked a right top quality young player Um and as you say, Barry, I think he can play on that right-hand side as that number, with a three up there. He can play on that right. He can play as a 10. Maybe that he's not happy enough with Cantwell at mm. times. You know, you see that at times. He's played definitely that position. Or he may be playing the last line because of that extra bit of pace he's got. Mm. But Dessers, as I say, I great credit to him. I like seeing strikers. See the guys that get in and miss and they keep getting in and they keep getting in. That's one thing about that, him. He doesn't shy away. And that gives you an opportunity. Mm. Listen, the great Ali McCoy, we all remember yeah. when the Rangers fans were giving him dogs abuse at one yep. stage and all of a sudden the greatest goal scorer ever for them. You know what I mean? Because that's the way it was. You had to keep going in there to right. get that, the opportunities that's, that's and bring that confidence. That's one thing I respect yeah. about him. It's easy to just say, oh, right, I've missed a couple Absolutely. of sitters here. I'm hiding. Absolutely. But no, he puts himself there and, and listen, when you do that, at some stage it's going to hit the back and then that's what he'd done against the Barton because he'd about four or yeah. five mm-hmm. um, wild but there's one the, the very first one by uh, I mean the bubble the bubble went up about yeah. his chin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. giving him dogs abuse and I'm thinking, well, he's kicked them. Yeah, of sure. course. But mm. for anybody, you know, it's great sitting there watching it with all yeah. critics, you know. But I, th- I think this this game will suit Rangers. Because you know, they, they want to play out, they want to play 
the, the, the passing game for the back with the goalkeeper starting it into the centre back so I think Rangers will go and press them really high up the pitch Bill's been on a big Rangers fan and Barry says what's happening with Yilmaz I know I asked you on Friday what do you think is going to happen Barisic running down the contracts yeah well they can't yeah. let both both go yeah. that, that's important unless he's, he's got somebody in mind that he wants to bring in um, I can't see um, Ridvan I, I think the last couple of games he's, he's done pretty well um, really energetic the only thing I would say would be the physical side of the the game up here that he, he could struggle but for what I've seen certainly um, the Copenhagen game um, he looked good and then he went down to a wet and wild and bumpy and soaking bobbly <laughs> pitch and I, I thought he'd, but would you, he'd done when you pretty see well you see what Josh Doidge yeah. went for then was it 5.1 million yep. ended up that's Rangers, what he paid for that's what I'm saying Redvan. and that's what I'm saying Rangers you'd have thought yep. He'd have been ideal even even now because you say to yourself, well, okay, Barisic is going to go because that's what it looks like. You know, it looks like Barisic is going to go out the window, and you look at it and you think is Ridvan the one for them? And if he's not 100 percent sure, him, you've got a ready-made player who can come in and be an international player. If it wasn't for the likes of Robertson and Tierney being there, you know, he'd be a, probably a starter. Done very well in Italy. Still very young. Value for money. Granted, they could have gone for one and a half million, yeah, two absolutely, million, absolutely. a couple of years ago. Yeah, that, that, that's the problem you've got. We. I, I, sometimes think we've got blinkers on when it comes to yeah. well, players that we it. have in this, this league yeah, I think they're good time. enough to go and play with a, a Rangers or a Celtic and they become better mm. because yep. they're playing with better players and you know that yourself you know and we, we knew they had the talent but I just looked at it and thought 5.1 million mm. yep. they've already paid mm. that out would that not have been ideal for them for that quality because he is a quality player isn't it uh, Jimmy's been on a big Celtic fan on the socials at Go Football Show saying Peter should Celtic buy Paolo Bernardo now how much do you think it is? I think we've got a figure we reckon is it around six million? Well, talking about five or six million, okay. I think maybe yeah. Paul, you know. So listen, yeah, again, we don't see him work working every day, but you definitely can see he's an asset. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And I think it was interesting. I seen an article, it was a, I think it was a Benfica. I'm not sure if it's someone that still works at Benfica or worked with Benfica, and how highly rated Bernardo was incredible, actually. The way we speak about him, his attitude. And all the things that Brendan spoke about, the young Vata having the right attitude, we said Bernardo, out of them all, they all talk about, he's the one that he thinks he's got the highest hopes for. So that'd be interesting. And as you say, there's always something swirling around about Matt as well and Hatati and all these sort of things. And you can't have enough good players. And if they're affordable, Paul, you do it because he's definitely got the talent. Certainly, Rudy Vata, did he play against your brother, Derek? Or did Derek I remember Rudy Vata. Uh, do you remember? Yeah. 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 I think he's a I've seen him walk about yeah. Hamilton a few great times great guy brilliant guy Aye. fantastic boy an unbelievable professional as I said yeah. you know, and yeah. he was brought up the hard way in Albania mm. was behind the iron curtain at that particular yeah. time and he'd fight for everything in his life so I'm sure he's putting no traits into his son you know because he was a remarkable professional and he, he scored one goal for Celtic so a young Rocco equaled that yesterday and you uh -huh. know it was against Paul right. who was it Rangers yeah <laughs> Rangers, Rangers at Hamden. I see him think about Hamden. I'll give him a wee shout. <laughs> Rangers, when we played at Hamden and we beat them 3 0 after they'd won the league the, the week before, we played them at Hamden that year. We played at Hamden, which was horrendous. I think we won 3 0 and Rudy scored that day. So Jimmy's back on. So would you say Bernardo? But I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> they all mean something. Don't you worry about that. And he's asking as well, what about Hitati? Would you be surprised? I mean, Matt O'Reilly surely going nowhere just now. But you'd think in the summer, the way it's going value wise, that he would be wanted by. 
some really big clubs down yeah, south. Yeah, but the thing that's impressed me about Celtic, they've got them on longer contracts, yeah, and whether that's sure. to make your money, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is, if you get an offer that you feel you can't refuse, and yeah. the player will obviously soon be telling you, and maybe they've had an agreement elsewhere anyway, within with each other, which is which normal clubs do anyway. And if you lose, Matt, you're hoping you have somebody. If you have someone like Bernard coming in, that's what you're going to try and build, Paul, as a conveyor belt. One goes out, you've got one already there. You know, you don't want to wait till somebody's already away and then you're shuffling about trying to buy players in because then it becomes a hell of a lot more expensive because people know you're desperate also. So if you've got the quality in the building, use it. Let's hear the player speak about the competition for the place that he, he knows there's so much competition <coughs> in Celtic in the midfield. Yeah, uh, competition is always good uh, for the team because keep keep all the players uh, at a good level. So um, it, it's good for me and for the team too. And Brendan Rodgers spoke after the game, 5-0 against Bucky, but he went out with a really strong team. Yeah, there's always, you know, you, you've seen shocks in this competition over the years, um, but I've always tried to ensure that we're professional and, and, and mentally ready. And you could see that with the players that were very good. But getting that rhythm back quickly after the the break was was important for us. And, yeah, we, listen, we are a running team and... And we've seen some good runs today that led to goals and some that maybe our running was just uh, a bit off, off in our timing. But really pleased overall and, and we're able to give some young players an opportunity as well. Kevin's on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Kevin. How you doing, boys? Peter, uh, Barry, how are you? Evening, how you doing? Yeah, good. Be safe on that road now. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on your mind tonight, uh, Kevin? I was just listening to you talking about Paolo Bernardo and um, I think Celtic should hopefully... You know, I think we should sign him up. Um, if that's if Benfica are willing to sell, because if he keeps on playing as good as he's doing, I, I, I know that Jota came in and played well on Benfica, didn't want to keep him, but I think they had other players that they rated much higher. But with Paolo Bernardo, um, I think if he keeps on doing as good a job in that midfield, it might be a struggle to actually even buy him off Benfica, but I think Celtic should certainly be asking the questions. If he can maintain consistency between now in May because five, six, seven million for a Scottish club's a lot of money, so you need to make sure he's being consistent. But if he is, shows that consistency, I reckon that Brendan Rodgers will want to sign him. And I think it gives you good cover with Rio Hattati. Yeah. I think Celtic are going to definitely test it with Rio Hattati and sure. Matt O'Reilly this summer. So they'll need to do something. No, I agree with Kevin. I think he's spot on. And for me, the, the, the people like yourself, the fans play a big part in it because... They see a good player and they appreciate a good player, what they've got there. And he's a talented boy. You see what happened with Jota ended up signing. I know you maybe said that maybe Benfica didn't want him. But the love they get for the club, it's very, very difficult to get that elsewhere when you're supported with the fans and they're shouting your name and the enjoyment. And that's what I like about him. It's the enjoyment he gets for scoring the goals and making the runs forward. And the conditions, we always question foreigners coming in about the conditions, whatever. The conditions yesterday... He worked as hard as anybody. You've, you know, they all this, look at sports science, look at the runs and that they make yeah. nowadays. He'd have been well up there with anybody, both with and without the ball. I thought his attitude to the game all round was fantastic. And as you say, Kevin, long may that continue. And I think you do that because it becomes a personal fight. We were talking about earlier on there. When you're playing, getting midfield, evening training, Paul, it becomes massive. Yeah. You know, because you want to show them how good you are. And that becomes the competitive edge. And I think that's where Celtic were in front of that last year. I, I, I said it many times on here last year that I felt their training ground 
with probably the most difficult games for them yeah. because of the quality they had. Yeah. You know, and that's what you're hoping. And definitely in midfield, they've got that. And I, I agree with Kevin. I, I would sign him up if he continues in this vein of form. And Barry, what you've seen, you like him. Bernardo. Yeah, and in, in, in the last month, yeah. th there's no doubt he's been one of Celtic's top performers. Um, it's took him a bit of time to settle, yeah. but I think Brendan Rodgers spoke about that. But listen, he's got all the attributes. He can handle the ball. He can pass it. He's good first touch. And he, he's a goal-scoring midfielder now. He's playing that bit further forward. I thought he came and he would be that num that kind of anchor in the middle of the pitch. But it's shown that he can play that position, but also he can play further forward. I think it's impressed me with Baz as well. And Barry will tell you, see when you're getting against big players in European games, I was surprised when he got his first start in the European game. And I'm thinking, oh, that's surprising. But Brendan trusted him enough to give yeah. him that opportunity. Mm -hmm, sure. And he's not let himself down in the games. And I think that's important because you, you're still finding your feet at your club, but then you're getting in against quality players. And he handled himself really well. So it shows you can play that level as well, which is so, so important. Kevin, we're on striker watch for you, for Rangers and for Celtic. <laughs> so Monday night, what's your feeling? Who would you go for between now and the 31st? Um, well, you know who I'm going to say, but uh, obviously Shagley would have been up there. But for, yeah. for, for, for me, me uh, if I had the choice, uh, I wanted to splash the cash with somebody a bit younger, mm -hmm. somebody that is... Uh, decent pedigree it would be Fifth Garden he's uh, yeah. really consistent scoring Brandy. a lot of goals yeah. Very, yeah he's very very young so you've got to get your return on your investment you're not going to get any return on Shanklin I think Hearts quite rightly by the way are going to hold out for 3-4 million for him you're not going to get that money back because he's 28 so I think Fifth Garden would make mere financial sense so definitely want yeah. to, to go for him um, okay, but, just very quickly on, on Paolo Bernardo Peter, you're spot on. See, that the one thing that sticks out for him is he, the effort that that boy puts in. The legwork yeah. is, is unbelievable. So that thing, that, that impresses me just as much as his ability is the effort that he puts in. So, Absolutely, Kevin. Uh, good luck to him for the rest of the season. Yeah, great, good call. Thanks, Kevin. Cheers, Kevin. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson will be here tomorrow night I'll tell you exactly who but big John Harson will be here along with uh, another top surprise player guest. Yeah, <laughs> surprise guest well one of them might be jetting around Europe I mean we had uh, Craig Moore on the other night he's here there and everywhere isn't he yeah, I wouldn't mind his air miles that's for sure oh, uh, you're yeah. going to Dublin now and you're ending up in Paris I've seen that uh, yeah. unbelievable Manchester <laughs> to Dublin to end up in Paris <laughs> incredible we're looking forward to the games midweek tomorrow night we've got Hearts against Dundee Peter who do you fancy on that one is it uh, well both of them get some because yeah. Dundee would be disappointed to lose to yeah they would Kilmarnock. losing the goals yeah. so early as a killer you know what I mean and as I said listen I said at the start of the season I thought Kamara would finish third in the league and you sort of raised your eyebrows yeah. at me I, I, yeah. I know when Derek can get his teams organised and he's got the players in that he likes and they get into a system they're difficult to beat if they go in front and they've done that but Tony's done a remarkable job at Dundee as well he's made a couple of signings yeah. so that, that'll not be an easy game I, I think that'll be a draw actually I'll go for 1-1 one, one in that game Were you surprised that uh, Dundee have told Zach Rudden and Cammy Kerr they're free to go? I've not seen much of Dundee this season, but Cammy's been a fantastic server for him. He's a big Dundee supporter and he's never let the team down. Maybe Tony's made a couple of signings this, uh, yeah. obviously this window, maybe playing that position and he thinks to himself, well, I need to try and generate some money. And maybe looking at Cammy, the type of boy he is, looking at him when he plays, he'll be desperate to play. You know, he'll be desperate to play. He's one of these kids you just say he gives his all in every game he plays in. So, and I've no doubt he'll have huge uh, suitors if that's the case. Who do you fancy for this one? The Jambos or 
the dark blue of Dundee. What do you think? Hearts. <laughs> Going for hearts, yeah. yeah. Craig Gordon, that'll be interesting as well. No, if, I know. Isn't that, that'll be yeah. one that'll be looking out for to see yeah. if... Um, because he came through that game, it looked if he hadn't been away. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. Um, comfy with the ball at his feet, um, made a couple of good saves, his handling was really good, so it'll be interesting to see if he's back in between the sticks. And Lauren Shanklin, will he be back and fit? And we're still waiting to see, but he was sick on Saturday, so let's hope, hope he's fit for tomorrow. We'll come back to Hibs Rangers in a moment. St Johnson, Aberdeen, that's a that's a really good game up at Perth, although the pitch could be difficult. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Been interesting to see that pitch. Um, it's no in, in the best of conditions. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a draw, one each. One each. What do you reckon, I'm Peter? I'm going to go for St Johnson to win that one. Mm. I, I am because yeah. I, I just look at it and I think to myself, the conditions up there with the open corners, if it's anything like this, and the weather's supposed to last to Thursday, I think it makes it very difficult. Craig, all of them, obviously, really disappointed at the weekend they get out the cup, um, and I think it's not a game that Barry'd be, be hoping it was going to be at home. No, you know, not at St Johnson. So I'm going to take St Johnson this one. Peter, a big Rangers fan, has been on from Bothell Street in Glasgow. He's saying, Barry, what do you make of Mohamed Diomande? It sounds as though the midfielder uh, being signed hasn't done yet, but it looks as though he's coming from Denmark. They've been training, haven't they? Uh, close season training, winter training over in America. Yep. What kind of a player is he going to be? He scores a few goals. Mm -hmm. Um, he can handle the ball which I think Philip Clement likes his midfielders to do um, as I say I've not seen him much like everybody else or any other Rangers supporter I was right on the, the internet yesterday looking into him and, and watched a, a right few clips and but anybody can look good in, in clips but he, he certainly um, looks the part so it's certainly a, a, a player that he, he fancies and um, I'm sure they'll try to get that one over the over the line Will he bring them width as well, which is something you can play missed. right across right. Um, the midfield. So that's what I, you want players like that. Sometimes you you get suspensions or injuries, and you might need certain players to play, play out of position. Um, so he's certainly one of the players that can do that. I think he maybe adjust the system because nobody played like the four, two, three, one, whatever. I think there's a way he could maybe do it. That he maybe go with the one wheel from just being the one, two at the side of him, more attacking, similar to what Celtic do actually. Mm -hmm and keep the width for the two wider players he likes width that's, that's one thing about so mm. when you play that 4-2-3-1 it's a little bit more difficult to get up because you're expecting them to track back and run back and help back in which that's part of their job of course but then you're expecting to make it in the middle and I just think you maybe give them a little bit of help with just adjusting maybe the central midfield area and giving you that width and allowing someone as Barry said if he's a goal scoring threat that he could play maybe in the right hand side of, of Lundstrom say yeah. and he's the one that runs in the box which similar to what I really so you could play that you could play two further forward central midfielders because Lundstrom's been very disciplined Yeah, that, that's one thing I've noticed about since Clement's come in he's been bang right in front of the two centre backs when everybody goes forward he just patrols there and that's certainly before when Michael Beale's team everybody was running and Crossing running out over. of position and they were always vulnerable to the counter-attack um, so that's one thing that certainly since the new manager's come in he's made them more solid they don't concede many goals it's not as simple as this but if they were all fit who drops out if Diamondi comes and Peter's also asking what about Cantwell is there a chance that he will go could he be bought in the next nine days um, no I, I still think Cantwell's got, got a big part mm -hmm. to play um, 
Look, the manager's obviously done a couple of things to, took him off early in games yeah. but he's responded the, the, the thing about Todd Cantwell is he's responded in the right manner mm. he's done a bit of talking on the, the pitch there's no doubt he's got qualities mm. now he's playing in his preferred position that number 10 again we want to see more but there's no doubt I, I, I like him on his, on his day he can open up defences there's no doubt about it he just needs to do it in a more consistent basis Peter Cameron Carter Vickers there's reports that's going to be a new contract offered by Celtic that wouldn't surprise you? No he's done fantastic since he came in I've, as I say I've known him a long time I've watched him for a long time I should say you know as a young boy going through and yeah. I can see people down in England are saying oh he's not six foot four and whatever but he's been a, a great asset to Celtic a leadership strong competitor wants to play in games and it's always nice and it, and it helps young Liam Scales who I think has been outstanding it helps him the fact he's had somebody with that experience in games under his belt talking through games and manoeuvring them and Joe Hart so these guys all help you in different ways and sometimes we don't see that and give them credit for that but it's such a massive thing for especially a young centre back as in game time I'm talking about to get learned off some like that but Carter Vickers has been a big asset and he's done remarkably well for Celtic and does deserve that if he gets that big opportunity news. Craig Moore will be here tomorrow night along with John Hartson yeah, so he is well, he's in the country obviously not been able to get a flight out <laughs> so that's why he's here <laughs> what about the pitch itself so I mean obviously every pitch has been battered but I see Matt O'Reilly made reference to the surface not being what it was early in the season yeah it's very difficult so I know John Hayes and I who are brilliant yeah. are brilliant at their job absolutely brilliant and they're going to different levels they've got to go to college and everything now David to put it, getting the pitch right so they've they worked 24 hours a day on it honest to goodness they're never off it and it's really difficult because a lot of the clubs obviously are closed in now Paul and they don't get but they used to complain yeah. we talk about St John's oh, the wind coming in but that used to dry the pitch out and help you a little bit but nowadays you don't get that and with the amount of rain and that it doesn't matter where you're playing That's there was no way any pitch was going to be they've done remarkably got through it yesterday actually without any water on the pitch and I see Ibrox was damaged outside Barry through Storm Aisha yeah i seen that Um I think everywhere was damaged yeah. in, mm. uh, in Scotland. Uh, so, yeah, as long as the pitch is no damaged, because one thing I will say about Ibrox is it's looking like a bowling green. Mm. I was in um, earlier on in the week. Uh, sorry, the end of last week. Oh. It's the only thing that's green there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's off in one, isn't it? <laughs> <he? laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, one thing is it's, it's looking apart, yeah. um, the, the playing surface. And then there's no excuses, you know what I mean? When you've got a surface, then it's up to you to go and produce the goods on that. We always talk VAR on a Monday night. Uh, Celtic, there were four decisions at the weekend. They were offside four times or whatever. Here's Brendan Rodgers. It's more about his answer. I think uh, it was, some of it was tongue-in-cheek. No, no, no. It's it's just unfortunate. I think the frustration, that the one was the, the, the penalty one that was that was looked at. It should be looked at. It's offside, you know, but they had to, for some reason, it's maybe it's protocol according to the fourth official, that they have to look to see if it's a penalty first before they look to, to disallow it because it's offside, which just seems ridiculous, really. You, you, you know, if it's offside, then the penalty doesn't even matter, as we know. Barry? That was right at the start of the game. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a joke how long <laughs> that took. Yeah. That was a map. Do you know what? I'm sitting watching it and thinking, surely they know it's offside surely they know that whether it's for the first one way we are badder but he I don't think he's directly involved because it goes to Kyogo is that right yes the one he's but trying to the, touch the, the next it? one with Matt O'Reilly he's offside about a yard I, I don't know how that I honestly don't know how that can take you three in between three and four minutes to make a decision Peter what were you thinking 
I said right away, he's offside, Paul. And I'm watching the game and I'm sitting at the game and I'm thinking, offside. And Barry's right, how long it takes is quite incredible. And that's, for me, you shouldn't be holding your ear, listening as if you're talking to somebody up the stair. Because the boy up the stair, who as a referee, should just be saying, offside, end off. And that, let's play. You know, and the only pleasing thing out yesterday was... Yeah. To help Bucky was, I think there was only one man, one minute added on at full time, you know. Saw that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, there's been more time wasted. There's supposed to be 30 seconds for each sub, everything like that. So I don't know if they were doing. So that's what they should be doing, and that was the right thing. Get the game yeah. finished. But the amount of time they're wasting for supporters are getting so frustrated with it, and they're putting that a rod, mm. making a rod for their own back. One minute left. Few people are asking, what about the Ivan Tony goal? Uh, what do you make of it, Barry, where he I, moved I've it? no issue with yeah. that. I, I would do the same yeah. thing. Would you? Yeah. Of, of course, uh, if it's going to uh, be an advantage to Tony, yeah. he's going to try it. I, I'm sure I would try it. I'm sure Granny oh. would have tried it. I'm sure any player would, would, would try goalie, it. Drew the, line. the goalie yep. is the one that should be blamed. Because yeah. the, the, the boy, uh, Bates, Jerry Bates, turned round and pointed to the goalie. It's coming here at this mm-hmm. side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And the goalie still stayed at the other side. Yeah. So he's the one that should be getting the criticism. <laughs> he was standing up at his other post and his defenders actually told him he's going to put him for that corner there. And I thought it was great play. You know, I thought it was great play. We'd all try that. It's like players putting the ball outside the D, isn't it? A set play yeah. or whatever. Mm. You all try and gain it an inch, yeah. for, for sure. And we used to say it's a 90-minute game, but for Ollie McBurney, it was 103 minutes yesterday, Barry. That's the, the latest goal ever in the top flight in England yeah, 13 minutes over half time <laughs> Jesus I bet it should have been yeah. a goal after it uh, yeah it I know that's right West Ham I'm sorry of course disgraceful Davy Moy's not happy uh, but how yeah. can you go to VAR and not give a penalty mm. sure. uh, it's quite incredible actually that's our time up 103 minutes or whatever's up Peter flew in thanks so much it's a pleasure see Paul. you soon Thank Barry you. back on Wednesday cheers Paul right, tomorrow night at 5 John Hartson and Craig Moore this is the Go Radio Football Show talking all things Scottish football let's go